Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So today, uh, we're talking to Dan Butner, and Dan is a man who has traveled the world, fascinating travels around the world, and he has, well, he's kind of discovered, you know, the fountain of youth, uh, just a little, uh, and he has a new challenge that he's put into book form and internet form and app form called the Blue Zone Challenges. But first, I kind of wanted to take a step back a little bit. Now, you've got many cities around the world, or for sure in this country anyway, that have adopted many of your Blue Zone plans. Isn't that right? Yeah, it's called the Blue Zone Project, and there's 54 of them to date. And just just in terms of context, you know, we did this under the aegis of National Geographic, and it wasn't just me traveling. Uh, we started first working with demographers, parsing through worldwide census data to identify the areas we know are confirmed where people are living the longest. And then once we found that, we distilled what exactly they do. And we discovered that people who are making it to 100 don't have better discipline or self-control than the rest of us. They live in environments where the healthy choice is the easy choice. And my business for the past 12 years has been helping city change their policies and the way their buildings are designed so that uh, eating healthy, uh, mostly plant-based and less junk food is easier than eating, you know, burgers, chips and fries, that uh, that it's easier to walk places than to drive, uh, that uh, be- people are connecting naturally. And this book, the, the Blue Zone Challenge, which just came out this week, now takes that learning and shows individuals how to set up their lives so the healthy choice is the easy choice. So what you're saying is uh, for me to uh, actually uh, live longer, um, I'm going to have to eat better, exercise, uh, and with I, I'm going to have to give up so many things that we in America love, Right. Yeah, actually, no. Uh, thanks for thanks for that softball question. No, no. So, so I'll, I'll tell you what doesn't work for sure. What doesn't work is come January first, you make a New Year's resolution to get on a new diet or exercise program. Right. So I, we know from statistics that about eighty million people on January January first will resolve to diet and move more, and eighty percent of those people. Uh, will fail by the first week in February. What the Blue Zone Challenge and the Blue Zone approach says is, look, we know you crave salt and sugar and fat and rich foods. Um, We're not going to try to take those out of your life, but we are going to use science to help you engineer your surroundings so that the healthier foods and natural movement are easier than a slothful way of living and right. uh, your uh, a life that's populated with chips, sodas, fries, and burgers. Well, that's kind of what you found uh, in your studies uh, slash travels is that uh, many of the people who were living more than uh, you know over a hundred years of age really didn't uh, weren't striving to live that's to right. be over a hundred years, right? Not none of them uh, said at age fifty. Well, I'm getting on a w- overweight here. 
I'm going to get on that new diet or I'm going to join CrossFit or call this 800 number. And what was most shocking about my Blue Zones research, um, which is now several cover stories for National Geographic and uh, and now five books, is that people simply, the same genes as we do, uh, same level of discipline, they just live in surroundings where the cheapest and most accessible and most delicious foods are whole plant-based foods. That every time they go to work or a friend's house or out to eat, it occasions a walk. They have gardens out back. And they really pay attention to their three or four best friends. And their, their, their best friends aren't the ones uh, sitting around watching TV all the time and eating burgers and barbecue and baby back ribs. They're also mostly plant-based eaters. So this kind of uh, lifestyle becomes natural and the Blue Zone Challenge shows you exactly how you can do that yourself. Well, one of the things that I found uh, fascinating in the challenge and, and in some of your other Blue Zone uh, studies, the uh, the Power Nine habits that uh, really are the uh, encompass what can create uh, a you know a healthier, longer life, and uh, when they come together, you're doing it right. Yeah, so the genesis of that power nine uh, is just really a name for the common denominator. So no matter if you go to Asia, Europe, or Latin America, or the United States, and you find populations living longer, you see the same nine characteristics. And those characteristics are they tend to put family first. They tend to belong to a faith. They have daily rituals like prayer, meditation, or even taking naps that we know lower cortisol, stress, and inflammation. They have vocabulary for purpose. They drink a little bit, a little bit of Blue Zones wine. Um, and, you know, to the point of this book, that 90 to 100% of what they put in their mouth is whole plant-based food. Uh, they reserve meat, cheese, eggs, and sweets as celebratory food. So we eat about a, a, a 1,100 meals a year. The average America eats 1,100 meals a year. Uh, the Blue Zones ways will say to you, you know, take 100 of those meals and celebrate and enjoy yourself. But the other 1,000 meals that fuel your day, uh, let the Blue Zone ch- Challenge show you how to engineer those meals so that they're mindlessly healthier. And that's what's going to help you shed the weight. That's what's going to help you avoid uh, diseases like diabetes and obesity and, and heart disease, almost all, all of which are completely avoidable. And that's what's going to help you stay on a program for the decades necessary for it to work. And really, that's what I mean, what we're leading to or you are leading to in the challenge is for people to, you know, have their own happiness. Right. I mean, we all want to be happy in our own way and living a healthier, better lifestyle leads to that happiness. You know, in the last couple of years, we've seen some incredible things happen around the world. How is that whole happiness index through your eyes, uh, how's that doing these days? So, you know, I wrote a cover story for National Geographic magazine and a book called The Blue Zones of Happiness, where I condensed worldwide happiness data. And it turns out most of what we think brings us happiness is misguided or just plain wrong. So um, that doesn't they, surprise me. You know, we think that making a lot of money or status or fame is, or having another child is going to make us happier. But uh, really, the, the, the best thing you can do if you want to be happier 
is shape your social circle. We know that if you're, um, for every new happy person you admit into your immediate circle, your own chances of happiness go up by about 15%. If you're eating five servings of vegetables a day, your chance of happiness go up about 20%. And the most important thing you can do to be happier is not get on the latest positive psychology uh, fad, but it's once again to shape your surroundings so you're nudged into the behaviors that are more likely to make you happy. And those nudges are off the couch, socializing, knowing your purpose and living your purpose, and also saving money or investing as opposed to spending it. So as I was uh, perusing uh, Blue Zones uh, Challenge, uh, the uh, four-week plan for a longer, better life, and we can get into what people can do to join and be a part of it, I... uh, Took a couple of quick little notes that I wanted to make sure I mentioned. So it says here that 70,000 Americans now are 100 years old or not, or right? In America, there's 70,000 uh, 100-year-old people. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So how, how many How many are we at worldwide? Do you have any idea? Uh, no, I don't have any. Okay. About, I, I just tell I, you. I, I, about one out of five thousand people worldwide make it make it to a hundred. Okay, so so do we have do we build- have any idea? Okay, do we have any idea the percentage of we'll just use the number from uh, America uh, the seventy thousand that are you know actually living their life as opposed to you know just vegetating yeah, in a I, wheelchair. I, I can give you some relevance. First of all, in general, the older you are, the healthier you've been. Okay. Uh, so people who, who are the cohort of people dying at 60, they tend to have about eight bad years of, of disease and disability. The people who make it to 100 on average have less than one year of disease and disability. Wow. So you really do want to make it to 100. Um, but uh, right. let, let me just set expectations here. Um, the av- your average listener, people listening to us right now, if you have an average set of genes, you should be able to make it to age 93, not 100, but 93. Okay. And life expectancy in America is 80 right now. So we're all leaving about a dozen years on the table. And those can be good right. years. And we sure. assert that the, that the wisdom we've learned in Blue Zones can help you get those extra dozen years. Yeah, I mean, even uh, and, and even if it's half of the dozen years, yeah. right? Even if, I mean, yeah, those, are, those could be a tremendous they, amount of time. You know, and the other thing I learned doing the happiness stories is that, you know, we tend to start out pretty happy in our 20s. The worst decades of our life is between 45 and 55 on average. That tends to be the least happy. But then happiness climbs with age. And it keeps, as long as you keep your health Older people are actually happier than younger people because they're more content. So you really want to do the things that you can do to make it into your 80s and 90s and maybe even 100 because you're not only getting all the years you deserve, but they will be better years. Right. And really, I mean, it's almost it's almost like the old adage of the best time to plant a tree. Right. Was is uh, was it was yes, was yesterday. But go ahead and plant one today. It's not really that's not an exact quote of the adage. But I mean, it's let's get started now. Right. I mean, it's most important yeah. to start. So 80 million people, 80 million Americans on January 1st will start a, a New Year's resolution. 
by the first week in February, 65 million of those people will no longer be on that resolution. So what I promote is take get the Blue Zones Challenge. It will give you uh, 30 evidence-based ways to shape your surroundings so you'll mindlessly uh, do the right thing and avoid the wrong thing for decades or, you know, or at least years rather than a short-term right. diet again. Why not take use science to show you how to set up your life for the long run? And in, in the Blue Zone Challenge, and we can get to that, there's one more thing I wanted to talk about that's very disheartening to me in, this, in your Blue Zone Challenge book. But uh, the most important uh, thing is to be surrounded by people like-minded. Right. We already touched on that a well, little bit. It's, it's so, not necessarily like minded. If, if right now you're smoking and eating hot dogs for lunch, you don't want to be around a bunch more people who do the same thing. What I what I uh, show people how to do in the Blue Zone Challenge is to sort of curate or evolve their social circle. We know that if your three best friends are obese or smoke or do drugs, that your chances of of um, having bad habits go up exponentially. Sure. So we show you how to add new friends to that immediate social circle whose idea of recreation is, you know, walking or playing pickleball, who right. care about you on a bad day, or who know how to already eat healthy plant-based food that tastes delicious, because those people are measurably contagious. Their behaviors are measurably contagious and they'll, they will influence you for as long as the friendship lasts, which is usually decades. Right. And that's what works, the long-term nudges. So, uh, and uh, remarkably in the book, you talk about how to set it up and make it happen and get those steps going and feel better about yourself and put things aside that, uh, you know, the temptations uh, in life. One of them was uh, remove the toaster. And uh, Dan, I got to tell you, uh, that hurt. Yeah. That hurt. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying you have to throw your toaster away, but Cornell Food Lab actually did this research. I'm just citing other people's research, but um, uh, they followed people for two years and found that people who removed the toaster weighed six pounds less. The toaster seems to be a prompt for us to eat junk food. Uh, this huh. same food lab discovered that if you leave chips on your counter, um, you tend to weigh more after a year. And what the Blue Zone Challenge does is show you how to set up your kitchen, uh, your bedroom, your home life. So the healthy choice is the easy choice. Right. Uh, the Blue Zones Challenge, uh, a four-week plan for a longer, better life. Dan Butner, of course, uh, you know, for National Geographic and New York Times bestselling author. What is, uh, and okay, now you, you've got this Blue Zone Challenge going, and I'm sure it'll be, uh, you know, awesome. What is the, uh, uh, what's the, what's next for you, Dan? You've traveled the world. What, what, what's next for you? Right now, I, I'm actually finding that if you go back, a standard American diet kills 750,000 uh, Americans a year. But if you go back 100 years and look at the ethnic diets of America, I'm not going to tell you which ones, but they, they were actually eating blue zones right here in the United States. And I'm, I'm doing a book with National Geographic and an article that finds those places distills their diets and, and puts it together in one place with beautiful photography. That's awesome. That's awesome. Dan Butner, thank you so much for joining me on Chewing the Fat, by the way. <laughs> I appreciate it very much, Dan. And, and, uh, chewing the olive oil. Uh, yes, chewing the olive oil. Yes, of course. Chewing <laughs> you know, the beans. If, if it, chewing the beans. And uh, the nuts. I'm, I'm anybody, okay with that. 
If anybody has uh, more questions, I'm at uh, Dan Butner on Instagram, and I love answering questions in person. So, uh, and the book's available today on Amazon. And right now, as we speak, it's the second best-selling book in America. So, awesome. it's it's hit it's hitting a nerve. Good, and I mean, we're coming off of a couple of years that uh, you know we're a little disheartening around the world. So, it's important to uh, get everyone back on track, and I think this will help do it. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate it. The podcast that ages you. I try not to get too political because we are so inundated with the politics of things. It just drives me crazy some days. And I know it does you too. I appreciate you coming along for the ride on Chewing the Fat. Just remember, please subscribe. If you have the time, rate and review it. I'll tell you how to do it real easily, okay? You subscribe and then you rate it 20 stars and you review it best podcast ever. And then you're done. Check out Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and theblaze.com slash radio. So we're coming up close to the Christmas holiday break, and people are still wondering, what should I get the kids for Christmas? What should I get the grandparents for Christmas? And I'm thinking, I know exactly the perfect guest and gift, the perfect gift, the World Almanac book of facts 2022 and sarah jansen is joining us here on chewing the fat sarah a new year a new world almanac book of facts woo me with the best new fact from the world almanac 2022 (laughs) oh gosh don't make me pick just one you can't you really can't do that to an almanac editor it's it's the meanest possible thing you could do oh no you are absolutely right that it is a one-size-fits-all gift for one that you still have on your shopping list yeah i absolutely love these books and uh i love going through them and uh being reminded of some of the things that happened you know specifically in the last year because you know really the last couple years have been i don't know what's the word i'm thinking of blur and uh (laughs) with so much that has gone on and so you know i understand actually it must have been a a pretty busy season for you putting this together it is always kind of a busy season yeah i mean 2021 was one of those years where you look back on it it seems like such a blur it seems like so much happened that it, it's almost like it happened multiple years ago with some of yep. the events of the year. Um, and, you know, it's always a challenge getting everything into one volume in time for the holidays. But, you know, we managed to make it work every single year. Um, so as I was going through this year's uh, almanac, I was reminded of some things that I hope, you know, like the, you know, I know that it was a good thing that we got out of Afghanistan. I just don't know that it was a good way to get out of Afghanistan, but I know that that was, you know, a a big highlight for, uh, for the Almanac. And you guys have been covering that anyway. I mean, we've been in Afghanistan for what, 20 years now? All, it was almost 20 years yeah. to the day, actually, and it's it was kind of interesting putting that feature together because, you know, looking at, you know, when we started planning for the book, which was the end of 
last year, right. um, we were, we knew that this was going to be happening. We knew that there had been commitments made in 2020. We knew that that was going to be the, the incoming administration's policy as well. Um, but we did not know what it was going to look like. And we certainly did not foresee some of the visuals that were, you know, pretty terrifying to see, you know, the, the crowded airports, the frantic people, um, the attacks that happened during the withdrawal. So it was definitely a situation that we wanted to be sure to to commemorate in the World Almanac this year. So when you break down the different areas in the Almanac, and obviously, you know, you go from, you know, facts and history and government and military affairs and health and vital statistics, which is, you know, pretty big the last couple of years, but uh, you also have crime and uh as we get into the crime i'm gonna try to i gotta try to find the page that i had here for crime but it was uh well okay i won't make you pick your favorite one ever but i will make you pick your favorite <laughs> crime uh story in the almanac oh gosh you know as far as tracking the crime statistics for the almanac um we don't actually was- get to do a lot of 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 specific so, research a lot of the uh, almost all of the statistics for crime in the world i'm going to come from the fbi right um and they have a huge repository of data that we are able to sort through um but one of the things that's interesting about the fbi statistics is that participation in them is generally entirely up to the local authorities so, Which is so the strange. amount that they're able to get coverage is very dependent on that participation which is so strange because i mean we've really tried over the last few years to you know, uh, make sure that everyone is, uh, you know, cross-referenced and we have, a, you know, a database that we're all supposed to follow. And uh, and yet we still, you know, we still leave it up to them to participate in giving us the stats, which is really kind of weird to me. I don't know that I understand that. Okay, so walk us through a little bit. And Sarah, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, and I know we're, you know, we're here for the World Almanac and the Book of Facts 2022. But uh, if I remember correctly, and you're going to say, no, Jeff, you're dumb and you don't remember this, but you live in New York, correct? I do. I live in in Brooklyn, New York. That's right. I do remember that. Good memory. Uh, (laughs) uh, Because uh, you, in the world that we live in right now, uh, your world uh, seems to be retreating retreating back into you know pandemic mode again how's that going uh i think it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next few weeks especially since so many people are going to be traveling for christmas next week with yeah. new year's coming up it'll it'll i think that there's you know some some things that will happen i will say um, you know, I traveled a little bit this summer, so I was in other parts of the country. Um, things have always felt very different here <laughs> than they have in some other places I've uh-huh. been. You know, people pretty much were always wearing masks uh, to the grocery store and on public transit, and that never really changed here. So I think uh, we'll just have to see what happens the next couple of weeks. There's there's a lot of new diagnoses just this week alone um with the the new variant that seems to be much more contagious right. uh, we're all sort of in wait and see mode I so think. i mean did you ever think to yourself and I, I may have even asked you this question uh before but did you ever think to yourself you know 
I need to move. Because I, uh, I mean, I, I've worked in Manhattan for a while, and I mean, I commuted. I lived in Pennsylvania and commuted back and forth every day. And uh, then, uh, you know, we moved to Texas, and uh, that was, uh, aside from my wife being unhappy leaving Pennsylvania, it's been a pretty good move. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have lived elsewhere, and I have enjoyed living elsewhere, but I have to say, because my husband owns a business here in oh, Brooklyn, boy. Uh, we won't be leaving anytime soon. So, I don't think. how did he fare? How's how's that business faring? I mean, did he is he is he all right? I mean, is the business at least alive? Holding on, you know, it's it's a bar and restaurant. Oh, so wow. they were shut down. I mean, he for is, quite yeah, a while, in, in the heat of the battle, hanging in there, you know. Yeah, that's great. I mean, good. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad to hear <laughs> Fingers that. Fingers crossed. Not wood, all of that. <laughs> I'm sure he's glad to hear it as well. I mean, that's a difficult task in today's world. There's no doubt about that. So I'm really glad. No to hear doubt that. about it. It, it was a, 2020 was for sure the biggest challenge for them because you know the shutdowns are mandated for yeah. a lot of places here. So um, hopefully 2022 is looking better. Just unbelievable. Okay, so lay us through. You know, you you teased a little bit about uh, starting the 2022 uh, World Almanac uh, in you know obviously at the you know the very end of you know the beginning of the year, right? I mean you're ready to go at the end of 2020 and you're already laying out the the laying the groundwork for you know 2021 that process uh is is that truly a year-long process or do you you set it aside and go you know what i'm gonna get back to it in july (laughs) absolutely not there's no rest the wicked world almanac editors. <laughs> we are all already taking a look at what we're planning for 2023. And you know, there are always things that you can anticipate, you can plan for. We know there are going to be congressional elections that we need to cover, right. um, including the redistricting process, which looks to be whew, pretty busy. Yes, no doubt about that. <laughs> um, full of legal challenges, no doubt, too. So we're taking a look at that. We know that there's going to be a Winter Olympic Games to cover. Um, we hopefully will still have, you know, uh, all of the sports seasons to cover. And then everything after that is sort of a big question mark at this point right. in the schedule. We'll, we'll fill in the details a little later. But, how, much but has changed, uh, how much has changed in the design of the Almanac? Now, obviously, you know, so, much, so many things are online now, but there's still, you know, the hard copy that you're worried about. And uh, how much has changed in the design of that uh, as years go? I mean, you have your input and it's your, it's your Almanac. I mean, you're the, you're, you're the boss. So, I mean, do you change up uh, huge things or you just kind of keep that main focus and it's the little things that make a difference? So it's pretty much a third of the book every year is old standbys, like a a copy of the Constitution or maps of the world. Um, About a third of the book is updated every year. So you might have crime rates for 2020 instead of 2019. Um, and then about a third of the book is actually completely brand spanking new every year. Yeah, well, you have the, I mean, you have the, you know, every year you're changing, you know, I guess you call it the time capsule, right? But I mean, you go back and uh, take a look at what actually, you know, defines the previous year, right? Exactly. We're looking at covering the entire year from start to finish, everything that's going on in, in 
politics and pop culture and sports, but we're also wanting to provide a really great tool for the upcoming year. So things that people might want to look up uh, on basically any subject. You know, we really try to cover everything, all of the bases that people might have questions about. Interesting. So the World Almanac Book of Facts 2022 uh, is out and available. You can get it wherever you get your World Almanacs and Book of Facts, no matter what year. Uh, Is there a specific place that you want uh, people to go to get the Almanac this year or just wherever their little heart desires? Well, the World Almanac is pretty easy. You can find it wherever books are sold. That includes your local bookstore or any national or online retailers. You can also follow us on social media. You can search World Almanac at Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter. You can find us there. And then also you can uh, go to skyhorsepublishing.com, which is our publisher, and find out more information about the World Almanac and some of the other books we're doing that we're excited about. I love that. Sarah Jansen, uh, thank you very much for uh, spending a couple of minutes with me today before uh, the holidays. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and all that happy, happy stuff. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, enjoy your family and uh, be safe. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me, Jeff. I really appreciate it. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.